Hello, um, we're going to begin in Gen Genesis chapter 17. And Abram and Sarai, Sarai changes their name. God will change their name here. And he's going to talk about also Abraham's line and pertaining to the covenant that God is going to give Abraham and also the circumcision. So this is a very rich chapter. And we're going to begin here in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. And it says here, And Abram, when he was ninety years old and nine, that the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. See here, Abraham was ninety-nine years old, and after twelve years that Ishmael had been born here, the Lord appeared again and he says I am Almighty God the word Almighty here is El Shaddai I am El Shaddai of all sufficient one and God is all sufficient and he's the source of all blessings and he's all powerful and our problems are not too big for God to handle and as the Lord Jesus Christ said to Paul, he says, my grace is sufficient for you and for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So God here is God Almighty and he is El Shaddai. He says in Exodus 6, 3, and God says, and I appear unto Abraham and unto Isaac and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty, El Shaddai, by the name of El Shaddai, but by my name, Jehovah, Jehovah, I was not known to them. See, Lord appeared to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty, the all-sufficient one. And God says, I appear to them as El Shaddai, but not as Jehovah. And again, this relates to the different attributes of God and how God appears to one person is not always how he's going to appear to all of us. And example, God for Hagar, you know, God met, met, him, met her as El Roy, you know, the God who sees me and not as El Shaddai as with Abraham, but but although they are still serving the same God, they are they are with the same God, but however, in the different attributes, God appeared in men in different attributes. And the way the Lord Jesus, you know, the, for the children of Israel, uh, the children of Israel encountered God as through Moses and as a lawgiver. Moses brought the law to them and they encounter God through that too as a lawgiver. But for us, you know, God came in grace and truth to, to the Lord Jesus Christ. So here yeah, God can appear in different attributes. And then in, in verse 17, it says also, it says, walk before me and be thou perfect. Now and he said, walk before me. For example, you know, 
you know, if you look at example, Hezekiah cried, he cried out, he says in Second Kings, Second Kings 20 verse 3, he says, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And it says that Hezekiah wept sore. And this is a cry out for Hezekiah towards God. He says, I have walked in truth and in perfect heart. And now here it means to be open to, with God. It means to be open and repentant. And not as perfect as there is no fault in you. Or the God cannot find fault in you. That's not kind of. That's not kind. That is not the same perfect here. He says, "Walk with me, in perfect." His God says, "Be truthful with me, and give me your heart." And it's just the same as the Lord Jesus Christ said in John four. He says, "We are to worship God in spirit, in spirit, and in truth, in perfect spirit and in truth." And not humorous, not pious, not overly zealous, but in truth. And no human being can achieve perfection. No human being is perfect. But here God says, you know, walk before me. You know, we are all in a fallen state. Every human being is in a fallen state. But God here... Uh, here, God rather is calling Abraham to a, a higher calling. You know, he's calling him to a higher calling. He says, walk before me in truth and, and a perfect heart. And then in verse 2, he says, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. Now, this is the fifth time the Lord God has appeared to Abraham here. And he reiterated his promise with him. He says, I will make my covenant between you and me and multiply you exceedingly. And now he says, I'm going to multiply you exceedingly in blessing. And he's going to multiply him. He's going to multiply his seed. He's going to multiply. This is a call for the nation. He's going to call in blessing and multiply. As in Genesis 12. Verses 2, it says, And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. In Genesis also, in Genesis 15, verse 5, it says, Look toward heaven, and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto, them, and he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. But here God comes in this fifth appearance. God comes and it's not the same thing as as now. God is going to, he says, I will make a covenant between me and thee. Now God, he says, I will make a covenant. You know, this covenant here is called the Abrahamic covenant. You know, this is God is entering into covenant with Abraham. And here in verse 3, it says, And Abraham fell on his feet, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. You know, Abraham, Abraham came here, and 
Abraham worshipped God. He worshipped God and God is now making a covenant. And this is a covenant for the father of all of them that believe. The father of all that believe is the covenant God is making. And is making for Israel and for Israelites and the the believing Israelites and also the believing Gentile nation. As in Romans 4 verses 11, it says, And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of faith, which he had yet been uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. And then also, this is for the people that believe, though they be not circumcised in flesh, but here the righteousness shall be imputed in them also. And also in Romans 4 verses 12, it says, And the father of Abraham, and the father of circumcision to them who are not of circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps that faith of our father Abraham, which he had been yet uncircumcised. See, this is righteous. This is by righteousness, by faith, and that is faith of our father Abraham. And you know who is the father of all us in faith. Abraham is the father of all in faith, and God's uh, intent was not for Abraham to be the father of. The Ishmaelites or the Moabites, which came later on. Well, Ishmael was born, but soon you're going to see Keturah is going to be the father of the Moabites through Abraham. But this was just a fleshly, he was a fleshly father of them, but spiritual father of those in the faith. God is speaking about spiritual, you know, for the both believing nation of Israel and the believing Gentile nation. And not also for Israel who have not put their faith in, in Christ. It's not for Israelites who have not put their faith. But this is for believing Gentile nation and believing Israelite nation. Also in John, remember in John eight thirty nine, you know, the, the Israelites in in. The, the Pharisees, they were claiming that they were father of Abraham. Say, Abraham is our father. And Jesus responded, he says, If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. Speaking that they're not Abraham's children. You see? And then you read John 8 verses from verses 41 all the way to 44. Jesus had a dialogue with them. And then he said, Ye do the deeds of your father. In other words, he's saying that you are Satan's children. He didn't, he didn't say that you are Abraham's children. You are you are doing the deeds of your father. So not all that claim that they are father, Abraham is their father. Maybe in the flesh, but God is recognizing here is speaking in the spirit. He says Abraham is to the father of all them that believe in faith. And here it says. Moving on, it says in verse 5, it says, Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram. God now is going to change his name. It says, Your name is no longer going to be Abram, 
but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. You see, it's not, it's not going to be Abraham anymore. And Abraham, the word Abraham means high father, and he, uh, he occurs 61 times in the word of God. And he has no child at this point. There's no children besides Ishmael. But still, God calls him High Father. You know, the, the name High Father means that he's going to be a father. And, and here, he called, changes his name to Abraham. And Abraham occurs throughout the Word of God about 175 times. And the name of Abraham is called the Father of Multitude. He's to be multitude. He's going to be a multitude despite him just having one child at the present time in his day right now when god changed his name he says you are going to be a father of multitude you know what called it god called him the father of multitude by faith you know god god operates in faith but even today we can look at today when we, when we talk about abraham we say that abraham is the father of multitude and a father of faith and God is going to, to do good in his promise God does good in his promise and he fulfills it and he calls Abraham what he he called him what he was not he called him what he was not while he was in the physical he said you are going to be a father of multitude but Abraham had only one child at this present time when God called him and here it says verse 6 and it says and i will make thee exceeding fruitful and i will make nations of thee and kings shall come out of thee it says kings shall come out of you and god is going to make an everlasting covenant and you know god god is an everlasting father and through abraham god becomes our father eternity so through abraham's line and this is, you know, by the trust we have in Christ. We trust Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, by faith. And today, believers are called kings. You know, the Lord Jesus is the king of kings. You know, through here it says, I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make a nation out of you, and kings shall come out of you. Then in verse 7 it says, And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in thy gen in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and and to thy seed after thee. So generation and generation is gonna come and God is a covenant keeping God. God is gonna keep this covenant from generation to generation to everlasting covenant. This is an everlasting covenant abrahamic covenant is an everlasting covenant and and this also confirmed it says even nothing is going to annul this covenant and if you read in uh, galatians to, to the old the new testament galatians 3 17 and it says and this i say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ the law which was 430 years after now Abrahamic covenant came first 
and then you have the mosaic covenant uh after you know after after the abrahamic covenant the mosaic covenant came 430 years after and he says cannot this know that issue make the promise of non-effect he says and you see the law of moses will not make the promise non-effect and this covenant confirmed by god in christ it says as galatians 3 17 says puts puts it that the law will not make the covenant of promise the abrahamic covenant non-effect and if you look at J, uh, for example if you read the old testament you know david committed this adultery sin of adultery and murder you see the law disqualified him the law disqualified david but the promise saved him you know the promise of god is the grace of god this is where god you know this is the grace of god and the law disqualified all of us everyone is guilty before the law we are we are guilty so the law is is a condemnation and god made a promise through faith in abraham see more more if you look at it in Gen uh, galatians 3 7 it says know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of abraham so when we put our faith in god when we put our faith in christ when we put our faith and believe god we are the children of abraham because abraham is the father of faith he came through the line of abraham the father of faith and the children of eight faith is the children of abraham is through christ and this promise was also confirmed to isaac and and throughout abraham's generation in isaac days for example in genesis 26 verse 24 it says and the lord appeared unto him the same night and said i am the god of abraham thy father fear not for i am with thee and i will bless thee and will multiply thy seed for my servant's sake and this is to abraham's seed this is the god of abraham you know god says i'm the god of abraham and he's confirming to isaac and also confirmed to jacob he confirmed jacob in jacob days in in genesis 28 verses 13 he says and behold the lord god stood above it and said i am the lord god of abraham thy father and the god of isaac the land whereon thou liest to thee will i give it and to thy seed see abraham's seed god is speaking to abraham's seed and he says i am the god of abraham thy father also he says i am the god of isaac your father you know and he gave him a, a promise of a land base he says i'll i'll give this land where the land you are sitting on i'll give it to your seed and the israelites are giving the land-based blessing and 
they are giving that line-based blessing only. Again, if you read in, continue on in verse 8, it says, And I will give unto thee, now here God says, promise the land base. He says, And I will give unto thee, and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Now here is a promise God gave, you know, of God to Abraham. And previously when the Lord appeared to Abraham in Genesis 12, verse 7, you know, he says, unto thy seed will I give this land. He said, unto thy seed, but here the Lord reinserted the promise again. He says, thy seed will I give this land. And here he's promising understand the condition of Abraham at this time. Abraham was a stranger. And here is a promise to a stranger in the land of Canaan. He's giving him a promise and Abraham was a stranger in Canaan. And he says, you know, he was much of a, a stranger that he needed a, he needed to be buying when, he, when his Sarah died, he needed to buy a plot of land and he wanted to buy a plot of land to bury Sarah. That's how much of a stranger he was. Because in, in Genesis 23 verse 4, he says, I am a stranger. Abraham is trying, when he's trying to buy a land, he came to the uh, Hittites. He says, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. See? He was a stranger in that land and God is giving him a promise to a stranger that he's going to inherit the land that he is in. And in, in Isaac's time, when Isaac was about to depart, Isaac also, when he was blessing Jacob and with Abraham's blessing, he was blessing Jacob with Abraham's blessing. He says to inherit the land. He says you're going you're gonna to inherit the land where you are a stranger. And that's in Genesis 28, verse 4. It says, And I will give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. Now, a land God gave to Abraham. And so throughout the patriarchs' years, they were strangers in the land of Canaan. They were complete strangers in the land of Canaan, amongst the Canaanites. Also in verse 8, he says, Notice the word God says, And I will be their God. Now, God kept his promise to Abraham in being Israel's God. And throughout, and he, he never changes, even today, God is still... Uh, the God of the Israelite nation, you see. And as you can see in Exodus 6, 7, it says, And I will take you for me for a people, and I will be with you a God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bring you out from the under the burdens of the Egyptians. You know, God says, I will take you to me, and I will be to you a God, and you shall know 
that I am the Lord. Now here he's mentioning and he's revealing himself to the nation Israel as El Elohi Yesiriel. In other, in other words, it says God, the God of Israel. And this was the promise God kept to Abraham. It says, I will be the God of the Israelites, your seed. And so moving on, it says in, in verse 9, it says, And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy seed after thee in thy generation. And God says, Keep my covenant. Now God is giving here his eternal covenant that came before the law. And remember when I said before, the law was conditional. The law is... It's a conditional covenant and Jesus took the law. He took the, he came and fulfilled the law and he took it. He took the curse of the law for the blessing of Abraham to be upon us, for the blessing upon Abraham to be upon Gentiles. You see in Galatians 3 verses 13 to 14, it says, Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us for it is written curse is everyone that hanged on a tree that the blessing that the blessing of abraham might come upon the gentiles through jesus christ that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith again here he says through faith and here is the abrahamic covenant that is everlasting it's everlasting covenant through Christ Jesus. Verse 10, it says, This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised. He says, circumcised for the Israelites here. He says, it's a, it's a badge, you know. It doesn't mean not to be a member, but... But since you are in a family, since you are a part of us, you know, in other words, since you are an Israelite, this is what you have to do. And since we are the seed of Abraham, this is what we have to do. But here is every male child in Israel. This is a covenant. God is saying like a badge. And then in verse 11 and 12, it says, And you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant between me and you and he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you every man child in your generation he that is born in the house or bought with money of any stranger which is not of thy seed so you got to be eight days old notice that we are not saved by works but faith in god no faith in god leads to works and he says, you know, for example, being a church member or taking a baptism does not save you. But it's only in faith and Christ Jesus, by faith, believing in Christ Jesus. That's what worship, worship leads to service. It's not service that leads to worship. Doesn't It comes from internal to outward, not outward that affects internal, as Dr. J. Uh, Vernon McGee will say, see, circumcision is to be 
for the heart. Circumcised is, is, for, the, is for the heart and not for the latter. Moving on in verse uh, Genesis chapter 17, verse 13, it says, And he that is born in thy house, and he that is bought with thy money, must needs to be circumcised, and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. It's an everlasting covenant. In verse 14, And the uncircumcised, the uncircumcised man-child, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He had broken my covenant. The nation of Israel is no exclusive things. All of them had to be circumcised. And first of all, if they if they wouldn't, you cannot you cannot work your way into a family of God because that's what religion is. And like I mentioned before, circumcision has to come from the heart, the heart, not the latter. And here, some may reject it. Some may say, oh, I don't want to circumcise. But the individual that rejects it will be put out. Out of the nation, you see. Those who are not uncircum those who are uncircumcised. But this, the nation of Israel is still going to stand. Because that's what God called. God called a nation. But those who are in the nation who do not want to be circumcised, the individual will be put off. It will be cut off. It's that God does not call an individual, but God is calling a nation. He's calling a nation and he's dealing with the nation here. So let's not get him mis, you know, misconstrued by saying that God is calling for the individual. No, he's calling the nation. And those who do not want to get circumcised, in the nation will be cut out from the people of God. And then it's in verse 15 and it says that God said unto Abraham, He says, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. See, Sarai is a Hebrew word for argumentative and now God changes her from Sarai to Sarah. And Sarah is a, is a Hebrew word for princess. And her name is now changed from Sarai, argumentative. Now it's become to princess. And here we went from Sarai to Sarah. And here in verse 16 it says, And I will bless her. See, God said, I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Now, God says, I will, be, I will make her the mother of nations. And this son is mentioned here is Isaac. He says, I will give thee a son, Isaac. And he says in verse 17, then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart shall a child be born unto him that is an hundred years old and and shall sarah that is 90 years old bear and here abraham is is doing a, a laughter of amazement and not a not a laughter of doubt he's not doubting god but he's um doing a laughter of 
amazement. He's amazed. And Sarah also, when this news broke to her, she also laugh. And as she, do, as she did in Genesis 18, verse 12, it says, Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am wax old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord, being old also, in other words, she says, Shall I enjoy sex? My Lord, being old also. And she laughed because it was an amazement, not doubt. And it, because she, it, it explains it here, in this verse, in Genesis 21, verse 6, it says, And Sarah said, God had made me to laugh, so that all that hear will laugh with me. In other words, all that hear will laugh in amazement with me. You know, because our God has a sense of humor. Believe it, precious saints, God has a sense of humor sometimes. So, we are to laugh. I think laughter is good. I think we are to you know enjoy laughing you know of course because god wants us to laugh and because god created laughter you know god made us to want us to laugh so in verse 17 uh, genesis 17 verse 18 it says and abraham said unto god oh that ishmael might live before thee and abraham here brings in a rejected line to God and here is a lesson for all of us is that you cannot present God what it, you know what God is not intended you cannot present it and ask God to bless it again you cannot present to God what God does not intend and ask him to bless it and Ish Ishmael he came from the sin of Abraham, obviously he was a legitimate child, and God will not accept what is self-made. Anything that we made for ourselves is not going to be, you know, God is not going to accept it. And anything that is born out of the flesh, and you know, or produced out of the flesh. Like, you know, Adam and Eve, they sow fig leaves. They put fig leaves themselves. God removed the fig leaves and covered them with the animal. You know, and here, Abraham, he presents Ishmael before God. And God is, is going to produce Isaac. You know, it's not what we offer to God, you know, but what he has to offer. It's not what we offer to God, but it's what he has to offer because religion is what we offer to God. But, you know, relationship is what God offers. So he says, what can I offer to God? You know, what can I offer to God to be satisfied? That's what it is here. And that's what work says, works Religion, it says, what can I offer to God for God to be satisfied? And faith says, I have to offer to God because God has saved me. And religion is, what can I offer to God to be in good standing? I hope, you know, but here Abraham is offering um, what God is not intended, you know. But God is still going to make good with 
Ishmael. God was never going to reject Ishmael. He's still going to make good, but he's not going to accept him as the line or the promise. You see, here Abraham said, oh, that Ishmael will live. In other words, God take Ishmael. You think that Ishmael will come through this line. God said, no. And you see it here in verse 19. And God said, he says, Sarah, thy wife, not Hagar, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed. And thou shalt call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, you see. And with his seed after him, God telling him now, you know, God rejects, first of all, rejects Abraham's request here and said that Sarah, your wife, shall bear a son, not Ishmael, but Isaac. He says, Isaac shall your seed be blessed. And this Christ is the seed. And as the seed of the woman through this line of Isaac, he says, Isaac, in Isaac would your seed be blessed. And then it says, And God said, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. You see, Sarah, your wife. God does not recognize any other wife. God says, Sarah, you know, your wife. Because Hagar was supposed to be Abraham's wife, temporary wife. But God is still recognizing the rightful marriage. And he's saying, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac. And he says, your, your seed here, you know, is going to be established in my covenant forever. And this is going to be an everlasting covenant and his seed after him, the line of Abraham and the Abrahamic covenant will be established. It says, now God is going to make provision for Ishmael. See, God is not going to forget Ishmael. He's still going to make provision because God is gracious. And then he says in verse 20, And as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. God says, I have heard you. I've heard you. He says, Behold, I have blessed him, and I will make him fruitful, and I will multiply him exceedingly. God says, I have blessed him. When Hagar ran out from the wilderness of Saul, God met Hagar and blessed him. See, the angel of the Lord is God because God is now confirming, saying, I have blessed him. And the angel, first of all, a regular angel does not bless. And so the angel of the Lord that met Haggai was God himself, the second trinity, Christ, reincarnated. But he says here, I have blessed him and I will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. God says, as for Ishmael, again, the character of God is God is compassionate. He's gracious. God says, I have heard you. And he heard Abraham's heart desire because he said, oh, that Ishmael. In other words, oh, that Ishmael will live. God says, I will bless Ishmael and multiply him exceedingly. Now, the Arabs are going to multiply across the nation. And 
and you will see the number what what, what God's promises in Genesis 16 verse 10 it says and the angel of the Lord said unto her Hagar I will multiply thy seed exceedingly that it shall not be numbered for multitude you know this is the promise God gave to Hagar so also the promises here is in Genesis uh, the manifestation of the promises in Genesis 25 from verse 12 to 16 it says now these are the generation of Ishmael now God says that 12 princes will come out of the nation of Ishmael now the nation the 12 princess nation is going to be named here it says now these are the generations of Ishmael Abraham's son whom Hagar the Egyptian Sarah's handmaid bear unto Abraham verse 13 and these are the names of the sons of Ishmael by their names according to their generation the firstborn of Ishmael Nebajoth and Kida and Adbil and Mibsam and Mishma and Duma and Masa Heda and Tima Jetor and Napish Kedema and it says these are the sons of Ishmael and these are the names of their towns and their castles 12 prince according to their nation and God fulfilled the promise and the generation of Ishmael here is 12 prince according to their nation these are the Arabs now the Arabs are going to multiply across the nation and you know it says in because God told them, he says in Genesis 21 verse 18, he says, Arise, lift up the lad and hold him in thy hand, for I will make him a great nation. And that's later on when Ishmael left, Hagar left, you know, of Abraham and Sarah. God met him and then gave him back the promises Ishmael is going to be a great nation and he said lift him up for I'll make him a great nation and the nation here is the uh, the Arabs then in verse 21 it says but my covenant will I establish with Isaac which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this time in the next year God now says in the next year and he left off talking with Abraham and God went up from Abraham you see God says but my covenant I will establish it with Isaac which Sarah shall bear and he's gonna bear a child of the faith and it's gonna say the set time next year next year and he went off from Abraham he's not hearing Abraham's prayer and not that he wouldn't hear, but he will not respond because sometimes we need to cease praying about a petition. But something that is not God's will. And Abraham has the heart desire that Ishmael will be this child that he's going to, that's going to come through the promise. But God says, I'm going to have your wife, Sarah, you know, have a child through Sarah. And in verse 23, and he says, And Abraham took Ishmael his son, 
and all that we are born in him, in his house, and all that we are bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the same in the self same day, as God has said unto him. And Abraham did as God commanded here. And in verse 21, it says, And Abraham was ninety years old and nine when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was thirteen years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. Verse 26, it says, In the self-same day was Abraham circumcised and Ishmael, his son. And then he says, and all the men of his house, born in the house and bought with money of the stranger, were circumcised with him. Now, and it says Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh, and Ishmael was 13 years old. And Abraham and Ishmael, they were circumcised on the on the on that same that self same day, including all the male in the household of um, Abraham. And that, these were a lot of males, so because in prior to before Abraham had over three hundred and eighteen men, and these were just fighting men, but he probably had over three hundred men in Abraham's household. So all all of them, all the male, we are all circumcised. So we're going to begin again in Genesis chapter eighteen, but until then, precious saints, God bless.